What's up, everybody? This is the HodgePodge Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. I'm back from vacation, guys. I'm ready to roll, feeling good. Um, got back, and I've watched the Pirates. They've been looking great on a nice little four-game winning streak here. Um, listened to the game last night on the radio uh, because, of course, we have to have the game on Apple Plus now once a week, it feels like. But, um, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, right off the bat is Waldo Beto. He was, he was wild. Uh, he struggled with control. Um, only, I think he only made like 3.1 innings here. Yeah, 3.1 innings, four hits, four earned runs, uh, no Ks, and one walk. ERA's up to 474 now. Um, look, Mito's been doing good since the Pirates called him up. He was bound to, to have an off game sooner or later. Um, I mean, what was the ceiling really that high for this kid in the first place? No, it wasn't. Nobody should have been expecting him to do what he's been doing, actually. And, uh, so I, I was expecting sooner or later this was going to happen, and it finally did. Um, but uh, but you know, only four runs, you know, in three point one innings, he still you know kept it to where the Pirates could claw back into it, and that's basically literally what happened. Um, you know, earlier in the game, Santana with that leadoff double down the right field line, uh, but he didn't score. Um, that hurt. Uh, that was a chance for the Pirates to put up a run there, and didn't happen. Uh, then you got that the ball hit to Davis in right field, um, where it hit off his glove. Uh, that was unfortunate too. Um, you know, that's the thing with, uh, a guy like him learning right field, you know, we're going to have to accept that we're going to get some, uh, some, um, you're going to be dealing with this guy and you're going to have to deal with him struggling sometimes out there in right field on certain balls. That's a, that was a hard hit ball line drive right at him. And you have to make a quick decision and judge that. And it looked like uh, at the last second, I don't know if maybe he slowed down because um, I watched the, the highlights of that. And, and it looked like he may have maybe uh, at the last second maybe leaped a little too early. Should have ran a couple more sets back before he decided to jump up for it. But, I mean, it's hard. It's a harder thing to do when you have a line drive hit right at you. You don't really know a split second there if it's going to fall short or keep carrying. But that ball was absolutely laced out there at him. But it... it there's going to be some bumps and bruises along the way watching Davis in right field. That's just the way it is. Um, the cut home off the foul pole was awesome. Low pitch, went down and got it. Just hit a nice line drive to hit the pole. Um, Davis gets walked, gets the second on a pass ball. Uh, Santana gets up and actually does strike out. But then, man, Sawinski did the walk. And then Gonzalez doubles off the Clemente wall. Davis and Sawinski score. The Pirates are back in it. You're like, all right, cool, you know. 4-3, we're right there, um, and it was good to see Nick Gonzalez, man, how about this guy, like, I've been on vacation, but you know, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily not checking stats, watching game day, all this stuff, and it seems like ever since this kid got called up, he is absolutely hitting the shit out of the ball, um, I saw the, the game the other day, he had a home run, a triple, and then last night, you know, I'm listening, he hits a, a double off the Clemente wall, uh, man, I, I just... I'm just so happy to see his kids got caught up, and he's doing so well for them uh, already. Um, you know, the Pirates four three. They're right there back at the game, dude. And Moreta, man, Moreta comes in and uh, just crumbles again. Uh, I thought I saw that he had been doing better lately um, while I was on vacation. Uh, but man, I'm listening to the game, and so I went back to look to see, like, uh, I wanted to see his pitches when he gave up the back to back doubles after having two outs. Um, and you know, he threw, he gave up back-to-back doubles. He threw an 85 mile an hour and an A7 mile an hour. I, I, 
it looked like a curveball or a changeup, but the spin on the ball, it looked like it was a slider. And I, I don't know if it just didn't have that downward side-to-side movement like he usually has or what, but it didn't look right. But it's the same exact pitch, and it got crushed both times for back-to-back doubles. Um, it, it's something I definitely think that uh, maybe he might want to lean away from because <laughs> it's getting crushed by, uh, by anybody that sees it. But uh, they go clear down 7-3. But, you know, I just I n- it never felt like the Pirates were out of this game last night. I just, I don't know, it was like that. I just had this vibe that, that they're, just, they're just not, they're, they're going to keep clawing and clawing and clawing into this game. And uh, I just didn't know if they'd run out of time, really. And, um, and I think Shelton felt the same way. I mean, he made so many different moves with the bullpen, bringing in pitcher after pitcher. Uh and after Moreta choked, basically, um, you know, he brings in Mladenski. And, I mean, my man goes two innings, no runs. And it, it really helped the Pirates. Uh, during that time frame, I mean, Kutch single scores one in the seventh. Sawinski gets a hit. He scores one against the lefty, by the way. And now they're right there, man. They, you know, they got they're, they're 7-5. And then just the magic happens. Bottom of the ninth, man. Bay comes into the game. He's been struggling really bad. He gets that hit down third base line to get on base. Uh, and then Kutch. Kutch hits that uh, ball almost to the notch to score uh, Bay. And you're like, wow, they're really, this is 7-6. You, just, you could just feel it, man. Even just listening on the radio, I could feel it. I'm on my back porch. I'm sipping on some bourbon. I'm feeling good. I'm like, man, I think they're going to pull this off. And sure enough, old boy throws a ball. High inside on Santana, and he sends that ball to the river for the win. And just an incredible, incredible hit by him. A a shot. I mean, it really was a line drive. Just sailed clear out of the stadium. He absolutely obliterated that ball. You got him round the bases. You got Greg Brown trying to talk in Spanish or some shit while he's rounded third. (laughs) His dance at home plate was awesome, amazing. Uh, It it was just, it it was awesome to see. It really was. Uh, and this game is his team is on a four game winning streak. They're three games under 500. I, I just it's been awesome to watch them call up these kids and it's rejuvenized the team and, and they're they're looking good, man. They're they're looking good. They get down and they don't give up. They scratch and claw. At least that's what they've looked like the last four games after the, the abysmal way they looked uh, last week. But um. Yeah, so go ahead and get into the least valuable player and my most valuable player. Least valuable player, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Moreta. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a tight ball game. He was supposed to be the guy they could bring in to get them out of jams, and he's just he's just not that guy right now anymore. And uh, I'll just say right now, not anymore. Just right now, he's not. And uh, some of his pitches he's throwing, they're just it, it, he's he's throwing meatballs in there basically, and they're and they're tattooing it. Um, and and he's just he's just not doing well. Uh, my MVP, I think this is an easy one. Uh, Santana has to be the MVP. I mean, two doubles, a home run, the winning home run, um, the walk-off. And, I, I mean, he has been scorching hot as of late. And I'll tell you what, honorable mention, I, I have I have to mention Kutch. Kutch was 3-for-5, two runs, three RBIs. His batting average is up to 287, guys. I mean, this is... this That kind of batting average, this is, this is pre... This is back to the old days with Kutch, where he's hitting around 300 or better. I mean, where he's getting there, he's almost there. He's he's doing really well and has been 
a lot of fun to watch or listen to, for that matter. And uh, and I, I tell you what, I if he can keep this up, man. But all right, I'll go ahead and do a let's go ahead and do a game two preview. Um, Johan Oviedo is going to be on the mound for the Pirates. Uh, they are going to be taking on Corbin Burns, a uh, righty. 16 games, he's 5-5 five and five with a 4-10 ERA. Uh, 94.1 innings pitched, 89 Ks, and a 1.19 whip. Um, yeah, I mean, Corbin Burns is, is a pretty good pitcher, guys, and uh, so this is not going to be an easy game for them. Um, so that, I don't know, hopefully they can still somewhat how put up runs today. Uh, Avio's on the mound for us, like I said. 16 games, he's 3-8. and eight. Uh, a 4.06 ERA, 88.2 innings pitched, 80 strikeouts, and 1.38 WHIP. Um, Aviado in his last seven games has a 3.32 ERA, but he's 0-5. Uh, with 40.2 innings pitched, he's only given up 15 earned runs, 12 walks, and 37 strikeouts. So Aviado has been doing really, really well for them. He only gave up one earned run his last game against Miami. He uh, went seven innings. He deserved to have a win. It didn't happen because the bats were just absolutely dead. But um, with a righty on the mound, uh, you know, I expect to see maybe they put Bay back out there again. Uh, I know he's been struggling a lot lately, um, but maybe last night was the start of something for him. Uh, so maybe maybe he gets the start. Um, I expect to see Marcano out there. Uh, Gonzalez, that should be an interesting setup. I wonder where they'll go with this. Um, but I'm sorry, they got they got to keep Gonzalez and, and Davis in the game. Uh, th- these guys have been a spark plug for the team. Uh, I'm sure Triolo will be out there too as well. Um, I'll tell you what though, Castro seems to have disappeared, huh? You don't even you don't hear his name ever called anymore because it, it really just hasn't done well. And and I mean, Davis has come up has been on fire. Um, that was the thing about Davis too. Ever since the call up before last night's game. Uh, NS9 put on Twitter, uh, Henry Davis, before last night's game, had a 351 batting average. His on-base percentage was 415. His slugging percentage was 486. His weighted runs created was 150. His walk rate was 4.9%. His strikeout rate was only 24.4%. He had one home run and two stolen bases. And I think at the time was had a seven-game winning streak before last night's game. So Henry Davis has been a huge spark plug for this team. Nick Gonzalez has been a spark plug. Triola got his first hit the other night I saw. He made a hell of a play at third base uh, the night before um, to end the game. Uh, Look, (laughs) reinforcements are on the way, and and that's the way I look at this team. There's Really, you could even argue there's no need for for Ben Charrington to make any big moves um, hitting-wise because, uh, look, they could call up Andy. They could call up Live Bergaro. They both are doing really well uh, down in the minors right, uh, lately. Um, Choi is going to be back. Uh, he's on the cusp of being ready. He had a huge game uh, last night down in the minors. Um, the shortstop they just traded for, uh, his name slips my mind right now. Um, he's doing really well down in the minors. Reynolds is going to be coming back. Hayes is going to be coming back. And I mean, you you keep this this ship afloat. Cruz is going to be coming back in August, so I you know, and I, and I know this team's not going to win the division. I it's become very obvious now, of course. 
Um, but I mean, we're talking about a team that's only three games under 500. They could easily turn this around and make a run at that wild card spot. And, and that's what I think their goal should be. Do I want them to be huge buyers at the deadline? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Now they're, they, they, you know, they got a, a log jam at middle infield. So, yeah, they, they could definitely piece some guys together that doesn't affect this team that much and, and, and snag another starting pitcher or snag another relief pitcher. Because um, to me, personally, that's, that's where I think they need to go. Because, like I said, they've got some hitters in the system that they can call up or rely on. And typically with a small market team, that's what you're going to see happen. Honestly, I think that's what's going to, it's going to be another, you know, it's going to be just like uh, circa 2013 or 2012, if you will, with Neil Huntington, where he calls up, you know, more players from down the minors to be the, the, the big bat additions to the lineup. It's already happened with Henry Davis, Nick Gonzalez, uh, Triolo, but really that was just a third base replacement for Hayes. Um, but there are more down the system that could be called up to help. Uh, and I mean, just imagine replacing hedges with, with, uh, Andy Rodriguez. And I don't mean getting rid of him altogether, but, but say you, you put Andy at catcher two out of three games, that's a bat, you know, is going to be way better than hedges. And that's an improvement right there. Um, but you, you bring up Pagaro. I mean, that's a guy hitting the ball right now and doing really well. So you put him in place of say Castro, you know, I, that sounds really good to me. That sounds like a very improved hitting lineup. Uh, and then, like I said, you bring back Reynolds and, and Hayes, both healthy. Man, come August, Cruz is back maybe. There's a, there's a lot there that sounds really good to me. Uh, that lineup Im- improves greatly with those names. Choi's killing the ball down the minors. So, uh, you know, him, another one, another first baseman to spell Santana. And that hits with power. We're talking about a lot of hitters here that could help this team uh, that's coming, that's going to be coming back or get caught up soon maybe. So I don't necessarily think they need to make a big move to add a bat. Uh, like I said, to me, it's more about pitching. We already know their pitching depth is not that great. They're one more injury away from being in a lot of trouble here unless you want to maybe give Quinn Priester a look come August. You know, you know, just another name. If I want to talk pitching here, Quinn Priester might be a guy. Maybe you call him up. You give him a couple starts, maybe. Or Jared Jones or Kyle Nicholas. Any of those guys are all in AAA right now. So maybe maybe one of them gets a shot. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it could get really interesting if they keep winning, uh, if they keep this winning streak going um, to offset the 10-game losing streak they had earlier. Um, but I... I'm really excited. I really am, guys. And, 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 I, and I, I really hope that they keep calling up these kids. Call them up, man. Call them up. They have rejuvenated this team, and, and they, look, they are looking a lot better. Uh, and, I, and I'm really excited for this. I, I, can't, I can't wait. This, the rest of the summer is going to be awesome, and I can't wait to watch it. All right, guys, that's all I got. Uh, like I said, I'm finally back from vacation, so if you're enjoying the podcast, uh, if you miss me, <laughs> be happy I'm back. Uh, Go ahead and hit the plus symbol or the uh, the ad symbol or um, to subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. You on Spotify, that'd be awesome. Uh, that helped me out as well. Um, don't forget, I'm also on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast with David Beer of SteelersSanctuary.com. 
I've had a couple different guys filling in for me while I've been gone, but I'm back. I'll probably be doing a new episode with him really soon. But all right, guys. Hey, look, take care. I'm out.